0: This Wicked Way comes as a work of fiction that includes adult themes, language, and subject matter. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Welcome to all you beautiful people out there in the radio wasteland. It's me, the unrepentant strumpet of the seventh trumpet, DJ Cash Mile. On a real quick and somber note, Doc Cassidy's canine grease has been discontinued due to several slip-and-slide related deaths and the unfortunate demise of one petroleum pioneer... Doc Cassidy himself. They say girls just want to have fun, and all dogs go to heaven. So join us in wishing Doc Cassidy a slippery journey to the giant slide in the sky. Mazel tov, motherfucker. You are made of stars. Welcome back to the Wasteland, faithful listeners. Let's roll the dice and see what's nice, because out here it's as cold and harsh as it is hot and bleak. That's why I only wear a thong and flip-flops everywhere I go. Your fearless DJ is one melatonin motherfucker, to say the least. He loves that sweet sunshine. It's a dry heat, you know. So that's the Haps. Gear up your grapes and plan on your waffles on this episode of This Wicked Way Comes, featuring those nimble nomads of the big nothing, Maris and Warble of the Wasteland.
2: So much so that you sigh and realize you don't feel anything. Not fear, not even pity for the dustheads. Your whole life since you had to abandon the waterhouse people have been trying to take things from you. Trying to prove something. Trying to survive at your expense. Trying to take what's yours. You talk without words, guns drawn, the plan coming together in the space between your gaze. You've spent a lifetime moving together, thinking together, loving each other. The world is turned to muted hues, nearly black and white, extended by the bright whites of the fire burning at your back. At the blast of the shotgun that blows Gilly from the top of the car, you nod to each other and wound up like a snake, you strike. So short recap, you were Mm -hmm. scavenging in this abandoned train yard and you met up with Horace, the old man who brought you into Escalante Lake in his rickshaw a few months back months back weeks back months for us days for you <laughs> you had picked up gilly from Le Quint and brought her with you even though she seems like she's kind of crazy uh actually she seems like she's super crazy because she killed her mom in tandem with her sister who was dying
3: mm-hmm.
2: now a group of young gentlemen we'll say who have referred to themselves as the clap crazies and frequently are screaming the decree flood the world with pus through a molotov cocktail in the room you were scavenging through and now you're stuck between them and a burning building. And Gilly popped up on top of a car and threw a knife at the back of one's head, I think. Uh. And then uh, one of them turned and shot her in the chest and blew her off the car.
0: Uh, I have, yeah, five guys. Five guys.
2: Ooh, five guys. You have five guys? (laughs) Uh,
0: Gilly stabs leader in head. Yes. I was confused for a moment because I also have written down that um, I found binoculars and a Gilly suit. So when you were talking about Gilly, I was like, did you think?
2: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a a, a costume that looks just like her. (laughs) It's weird to have found that miles from where she grew up. But, you know. It's a weird world. No, No, you don't. A ghillie suit's a big furry furry um leafy leafy
0: uh foliage foliage adjacent adjacent.
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah something of that sort yeah um so the clap crazies are a couple of dudes they're all like ratty and clearly high out of their minds and they're wearing really shitty clothes that have like wires and shiny things woven through them Mm -hmm. they look sharp they look and not like cool not like uh, not, not like not like a couple of cool cats like they look like if you gave them a hug you'd come away with several stab wounds.
0: Okay. And so we're all there. Uh, We're all there. Maris, Warble, Kai, and Gull.
2: Gull and Horace, who basically threw himself, threw himself under a table and is just like chattering to himself.
0: Uh, Right. And so we found Horace there. He's not with these guys.
2: No. He 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 was there ahead of time acting kind of nuts.
0: Okay. Yeah. All I have written down was that he was there.
2: Yeah. He was digging around and he would go to a spot and then like digging it and then like run across the room, go to another random spot. Oh yeah. And then start digging. Around in there. Mm
0: -hmm. The last time we did this was February third. Okay, that's the that's my date on my notes. That's that's not long. March,
2: April, May, June, five months. It's actually not as long as I thought it was. But the but the listeners at home don't have to know that. (laughs) Beautiful people out in Radioland don't need to know how long a break we just took. Mm -hmm. Nor will they ever.
0: (laughs) Okay, so. Of Maris Act first, she will pull out her AR-15 and shoot some people.
2: I believe most of your guns are in the car. Oh,
0: I will pull out my father's revolver because that is always on me. Mm -hmm. And I will shoot Cool. So this is probably,
2: (laughs) I will shoot the men. This is probably a gang fight, right? You know, since Apocalypse World doesn't work the same way as a regular role-playing game, Dungeons & Dragons. I mean, that game that everyone plays that no one's allowed to say because lawsuits.
0: You're allowed to talk about things.
2: (laughs) First rule of (laughs) D&D.
0: People are allowed to talk about things that exist in the world.
2: I think think we should just do this as a gang fight and see what happens. Because basically, like, you and Warble, as evidenced by the flavor text at the beginning, are, are kind of moving in tandem.
0: Yeah. We are one, but we are two
2: yes so we'll say it's a small gang versus small gang okay
0: i only have single combat written on my um, Mm -hmm. my cheat sheet Mm
2: -hmm. so this would be seized by force because they want to they want to fuck your shit up and you don't want to let them agreed okay so it says when a gang is fighting you get plus two and plus two armor so roll plus two for your gang holy shit 12. That's huge. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I uh, I remember. <laughs> it's been a while, but I do know that that's a good roll.
2: <laughs> all right. So you get to choose uh, three. You inflict terrible harm. You suffer little harm. You take definite and undeniable control of it. You impress, dismay, or frighten your enemy.
0: I get to pick how many? Three. Three? Oh, that's like almost all of
2: them. Yeah. So pick the one you don't want, basically.
0: Um, I'm going to not pick inflict terrible harm. So I want to make sure that I- we. We suffer little harm we take undeniable control and impress and dismay our enemies
2: nice damn combat happens fast in this game <laughs> you come out the door left and right and then what uh, like you were on either side of the door
0: we're, we're both uh armed with our father's revolvers, yeah, revolvers. i guess yeah. yeah uh yeah we come at the well i don't know how much harm i inflict but i want to say that we uh shoot them all we shoot we each pop off two shots and we get two of them and so one of them is uh uninjured that's what i want to happen <laughs> and now we've got both our our, right. our pistols on the um, the one uh, who's still right uninjured.
2: So you come out the door, and before they even have time to raise their guns, there's just giant holes where their heads used to be. Oh, no. And uh, they, they slump over and into just kind of like a pile of blood, jangling as they go down from all their pretty shinies that were attached to their bodies. Mm. And the other one is just standing there, and he just kind of like looks at you and looks left and right, and he's got these wild, crazy eyes, and he puts his shotgun in his mouth and blows his head off.
0: Oh, Okay, well, guess we'll never know what they were up to. <laughs>
2: you <laughs> did impress, dismay, and frighten him. <laughs> and uh, now he doesn't exist.
0: Five guys, no burgers, Five no fries. Guys.
2: And Kai is just like, oh! <laughs> I think before, as the guy was putting it in his mouth, Kai was like, no, no, no Like, don't do that! <laughs> like, no, that's, that's not necessary! <laughs> But you did uh, definitely blow mm-hmm. his friend's heads off. So that was aggressive and awesome. Well,
0: okay. I didn't say that we shot them in the head. That was on you. Well, but
2: okay. Well,
0: I mean, it's what's done is done. But yeah, <laughs>
2: I chose to inflict terrible harm where you did not. Is there maybe one of y'all took maybe goal or Kai took a no, they didn't even have time to shoot. So mm-hmm. nothing happened. No. Kai tripped and fell. <laughs>
0: And Gull was just about to walk in through the door and uh, it was done. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. She started to get singed by the fire that was burning in the building and mm-hmm. ended up grabbing Horace and dragging him out of there.
0: Oh, that was nice of her. While well,
2: you two took care of the other yeah. two. It was she doesn't of...
0: even know him yet. No, no. she doesn't. But... She's just like, this is some crazy man, but I guess I'll help him. I
2: guess I don't want him to burn alive. Yeah. Because of a couple of uh, dust heads. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Gilly comes kind of like crawling out from behind the car, like holding her chest, like, Jesus Christ. That fucking hurt! (laughs) But she's still wearing, like, SWAT gear. When you brought her from LaQuint, she came out in, like, full, like, a full SWAT team uniform. And she's sweating like crazy. (laughs) But at the same time, she's alive. Mm-hmm. She maybe has like a, a couple of nicks on her face and neck from where buckshot hit her, but she's mostly fine. She didn't like go flying off the car like. In,
0: <laughs> like she got Not shot like in a and, movie. No,
2: she got shot and fell down. Yeah, is more is more like what happened.
0: Uh, great. So the building's still on fire. Mm-hmm. Can we get out? Mm-hmm. Great. Let's do that then. We mm. leave. You do. Warble's or- gonna snag a jingle.
2: Oh, she does. Yeah, she snags a jingly. What is it? A bell. A bell. Ooh, okay. I don't
0: know. Like a um like Chris. Christmas bells, like maybe like jingle bells, like yeah, like round, like yeah. with those round bells. That
2: yeah. okay? Does she um? What does she do with it?
0: Well, she puts it on her wrist.
2: Okay, so she makes noise now.
0: I mean, yeah. <laughs> maybe not the best idea, but uh,
2: well, Warbles not whatever. full of the best ideas. I think Maris would like look at her and be like, really, and then she'd like shake it at her, like, whee mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And Maris would roll her eye. (laughs) (laughs) And then Warble would put her hand over her eye and go... (laughs) As a group, y'all are kind of walking over to where these dudes were. They had like a couple of go karts or buggies or something. So y'all end up standing over these like dead dudes, kind of just like looking around. Then things start to get weird. It's like midday. It's super hot. Kai is kind of looking over at you, or he, he's talking something about like these fucking he's, like, dust heads, fucking dust heads, like uh, crackheads. I I've always preferred crackheads over dust heads
0: as a word or as a as a person. Are they different types of people? It's a really okay. a,
2: it's a really a personality type. Uh, dust Dustheads tend to get a little more. That's not how Guy okay, talks. Uh, <laughs> Dust du- du- get weird. My philosophy on it always used to be a, uh, a quote. A quote I heard one time. It was pretty good. I liked. It was uh, a crackhead will steal your shit and bounce, uh, and a tweaker will steal your shit and help you look for it. <laughs> it's a terrible thing. Then he looks over at you and he's he kind of like chokes up a second he's like coward would love this and then he sees you and he's just like are you okay
0: which warble maris who am i maris maris so i am not okay it does not seem uh maris maris is feeling ill.
2: Yeah, and Warble and at this is... moment bends over and hurls onto one of the dudes, like straight up, like <laughs> like just loses whatever sad lunch you had at Le Quint. Oh
0: well,
2: well. Breakfast, yeah. and then you wake up.
0: Great. Where are we?
2: It's dark and gritty, and when you open your eyes, it burns like sand just fell into them, and you don't know. Uh, but you're there's pressure on top of you.
0: Can I move my hands? Can we move our hands and?
2: Sort of wipe our eyes. You kind of try and lift your arms, and there's a pressure holding them down.
0: Um, but it's
2: loose. It's a loose pressure.
0: Okay. Can I wiggle it out of it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. You you wiggle up and you sit up and realize that you were buried under the ground, and dirt. You were covered in a pile of loose dirt.
0: Mm, great. So that was probably warm. That was probably
2: it's cold for warmth, and damp.
0: But being in, being covered was probably for for warmth.
2: Well, not for huh.
0: burying. Because uh, it was shallow, right? So
2: yeah, very shallow, only like a couple of inches. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but you both sit up and look at each other, and you, you're underground in a cave, and it's dark. There are clusters on the ceiling that are emitting a faint blue light.
0: Mm-hmm. Do we have our weapons?
2: Uh, you have your like father's gun. Yeah, revolvers.
0: Maybe some knives.
2: A whole shit ton of knives. Yeah. Only what you were carrying. Maybe only what that. you were carrying when things went sideways. Right.
0: Okay. Um. Those lights are really high up? Yeah. Okay.
2: Not like really high up. You but could like, probably you know. tag one if you jumped. Mm-hmm. But so right now you're just sitting in a pile of dirt.
0: Hmm. I listen. Do I hear anything?
2: Water dripping.
0: I smell. What do I smell?
2: Earth. <laughs> the earth. It smells earthy and dead. It <laughs> smells like dead things.
0: Yes. Is this a charged situation? I guess
2: not. No. Isn't is that. At work, present, so. no.
0: I can't read a situation. You can. Well, then I read a situation.
2: Mm-hmm. It's a unfamiliar situation, so.
0: Oh, oh yes. You can
2: read, you uh, can read it, Sitch.
0: Uh, she got four plus sharp, five, six, Sharp okay. six. so still so, fails.
2: Oh. Um, so mark experience.
0: What do I do with experience?
2: You trade it in for more stats.
0: Get some more stats then.
2: Yeah, oh. you, can get a tra- you get every, five uh, experience, you can add a stat, add mm-hmm. a number to your stats. Great. There were a bunch of other rules, but we're just gonna stick to stats. Yeah, you can re- see you leveled up here. Yeah, changed I leveled the... it
0: up there. Yeah, I see. And I leveled, leveled up. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: So that, that's when you, like, cough and realize that your mouth was full of dirt, too. And you kind Who of, like, blech, cough in front of you, and there's worms crawling in the dirt. It's very damp and smelly in here. It smells musty and dead, and you can't really see much of anything happening except these bioluminescent clusters. Great. Um. And Warble is just like, what.
0: Well, I'm still allowed to ask a question. I'm just have to be prepared for the worst on a miss. So my question is what's my enemy's true position?
2: You hear someone shuffling kind of back further away and they're not approaching you or even necessarily your enemy, but the only other presence in this room is, is that way is forward, presumably deeper into where this what this place is.
0: I thought you just said it was behind me.
2: Uh no, yes. Doesn't matter.
0: Okay, somebody's forward.
2: Yeah. Okay. Someone is, is deeper in the cave. Mm. It's like a large open room. It's kind of donut shaped, really. Uh, you can assess that it's like a large room with a pillar in the middle. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then there's some like pocket caves off to the side. But for the most part, you're in a big room. There's one kind of like faintly lit hole that probably leads to the outside, but. You can't tell because it's it's only a hair brighter than the rest of the place. But your night vision is slowly kicking in. Mm-hmm. And there's, yes, there's another person there. You can start to hear them kind of shuffling around.
0: All right. Um, rubble crawls forward real fast to try to find her, the the other person. Uh-huh. Like, who's there? Who's there?
2: She crawls forward a bit and puts her hands into something black and sticky.
0: She keeps going. She does not mind being sticky and gunky. Yeah,
2: that's true. (laughs) Maris kind of like reaches forward like, wait, but Warble's already like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, yes. like crawling forward on her hands and knees and she's mm-hmm. just picking up black slime as she goes. Great. Where did she go from there? To the person. Just, just straight forward. The person is kind of, has realized you're there now and is stepping back mm-hmm. and like evading you. She's not like w- going back in like terror, but she's just slowly moving backwards, not letting you get to her.
0: Mm-hmm. I ask her, how, how did you get here? How did we get here? Where, where, where are we? Who are you? I just want to know. I just want to know what, what's going on. Yeah. Who- Who are are you? Yeah. uh, My name. My name is Warble.
2: (laughs) So you're like crawling after her for a second, and then you kind of quit and Mm -hmm. just like sit back and just be like, come on. Like, Like, I just want some answers.
0: My name is Warble. I have blue hair. I have a twin sister. She has one eye. Those are some things about me.
2: So she stops and she's wearing a big frumpy cloak that I don't remember what color it is.
0: It's dark. We can't tell. It's dark.
2: You can't tell. It looks bluish down here mm-hmm. because of everything. But the looks bluish. blue. Yeah. So. The only source of light is a navy blue light. You can see her considering you.
0: I ask her, "Are we in Primrose?"
2: You're actually quite far from Primrose.
0: Dang. <laughs> That's where we were headed.
2: <laughs> you shouldn't be back here.
0: I shouldn't be back here. That's what Warwolf says. She copies her.
2: She, so then the woman just dings. like <laughs> and turns and walks away. And goes back to whatever she was doing which it it looks like she's going to these piles and just pushing more dirt on top of them her hands are very dirty it's wet the dirt's really wet though nothing in here is dry mm-hmm. the whole place is is slimy and damp
0: all right maris uh, inspects some of this damp goo she Picks it up in her fingers and smells it and tries to figure out what mm-hmm. what the material is.
2: It's just like a, a squishy ball that kind of squishes away in her fingers. Like she can push it together and it won't quite come apart, but she can kind of roll it around. And upon closer inspection, it feels like it, she can't really see it, but it feels like it's moving. Mm-hmm. It feels like it has hair on it that's moving. It's a very strange electric sensation.
0: Okay, she puts some of that in her pocket for later inspection. Okay. I don't know, maybe maybe when she can see it, it'll it'll make some sense.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, goo ball.
0: Yeah. Um, let me write down goo ball. I guess I'll put that in the gear and barter one goo ball. Um, does Warble still jingle? Uh, does she? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well then, I know exactly where she is. At all times. <laughs> that is true.
2: You, you do. <laughs> So before Maris sits up, this woman is like right in front of her face. It still sounds like she's across the room, but she's, she's and right And that she's there. right in front
0: of her face. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And when you see her, it looks like her face is in two places at the same time.
0: Where, what are those two places?
2: Just not in the same place.
0: What? Yeah. Like if she's in front of me. Uh-huh.
2: You can't, you can't like focus on her features. They. Appear- okay.
0: So it's just, I have kind of like double vision. Yeah. You mean? Okay. <laughs>
2: yeah. Which is weird because you have an eye patch on.
0: Yeah. I can't fix that great and so she, well, lea- she lea- i i grab her I, try- I i attempt to hold her she, head still in one place can i she evades you huh?
2: um when you you put your hand up to, to like get you and she, and she she hits you in the armpit with a stun gun and zaps you
0: all right do i and you, you, take harm
2: yeah you definitely do so roll roll harm what's your armor look like you got two armor i think
0: maris has two armor yes
2: so this thing since she Jams it into your armpit. She's actually able to dodge your armor and hit you tight. Mm -hmm. Um, So you suffer one harm. So roll plus one. Six. Mm. Well, actually, that's good. Well,
0: you said plus one. Like, am I supposed to roll plus a a stat? No, plus plus
2: plus the number one. Uh Oh. But that's good because in harm you want to roll low. Okay, great. So, so you don't you don't take any harm.
0: Nope. Maris is a badass
2: but uh you you get hit hard enough that you fall back and like jerk for a minute from the electricity Mm -hmm. you lose track of this woman is no longer near you and Mm -hmm. it occurs to you that she was probably gonna say something to you uh and then you blew it Mm -hmm. now she's over at warble smelling her
0: smelling her weird Is a weird lady that is true (laughs) accurate um Maris says you witch Tell me where we are.
2: She does not. She kind of like leans into Warble and she's like, we've met.
0: Is she saying that to Maris or Warble?
2: Warble. She's ignoring Maris.
0: Um, so she's behind Warble right now?
2: Yeah, she's like, (laughs) like over her shoulder, giving her a sniff.
0: Smelling her. So Warble leans back into her to like rest on her and looks up like, have we? I don't remember.
2: She lets you Mm -hmm. and she's looking down over you and it's the same thing. You have like double vision and can't place her face. It's like it's moving slowly underwater, Mm -hmm. but twice. It's like she has two faces and they're slowly moving underwater next to each other and kind of into and through and up and down. And they just don't seem to line up. It's like double vision with a concussion.
0: (laughs) Mm, mm -hmm. Warble, Warble points her finger in her face like from above. I've never met a lady with two faces before. How does two face respond to that.
2: Why don't you read a person?
0: Oh, yeah. That would have been a smart thing to do Yeah, once we met the person. Yeah. Once I realized there was a person here. Yeah. So that is... It's plus sharp.
2: Uh, for Warble. Yeah. So I don't recall being very sharp.
0: No, but it, she's got one sharp. Okay. So that's an eight, which is a mixed success.
2: Cool. So what does it say on an eight, on a seven, and nine?
0: All my papers are all so mixed up.
2: We need you an iPad.
0: An iPad? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that.
2: Hear that, Apple? <laughs> Hear that, Tim Cook? I'm calling you out. The future of this podcast depends on a on a free like, iPad. <laughs> like,
0: Turns out Jill Sherman would not decline a free iPad. Yeah.
2: Blow us up on our pa- <laughs> Patreon, Tim Cook.
0: All right. Um,
2: <laughs> if we have, we don't have one yet.
0: No, we don't. Yeah.
2: Not, Maybe by the time yeah, this goes up, we will.
0: I mean, so far, so far our podcast is even barely online, so... Oh, uh, don't, don't, don't listen sh- to me.
2: Don't shit on our, the, the one supporting actor.
0: I'm not, uh, <laughs> I didn't say anything. anything. Let's go to the other side of this. Read a person. Hold one at any time now or later when you are interacting with this person. Spend your hold to ask the MC one for one. I forget what one for one means. It means you can, uh. Oh, it. one per hold that I have,
2: I Yeah. Okay. You can ask one of those questions based on one hold. And the way we'd been doing that previous is that you had to be in conversation with the person, but I don't care about that anymore because it just makes it awkward and it often robs you of the opportunity to actually use your hold Mm -hmm. since we don't have other players.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, because if I had gotten a a full success, I'd have had three holds. So I could have asked three questions. Right. I I could have saved them too. And I could still save this one, but I won't bother Mm -hmm. because... Yeah. Because yeah. I want to know something. Yeah. What does this person wish Warble would do?
2: Help her. She wants your help.
0: Oh, well, why didn't she ask?
2: She hasn't had a chance yet. Maris tried to touch her face, and then Warble uh, didn't remember her. Also tried to touch her. Her face. <laughs> Warble didn't remember her, and she was offended. So oh, in this okay. reading of a person, yes. you, you remember that you had followed this woman in Escalante Lake.
0: Ah, I do recall and that. And she
2: hit you with a stun gun when you tried to get near her.
0: Yes, that did happen. Yeah,
2: this is that woman. Um, you, you yeah, call, she you... was
0: like dropping blue goo. Mm-hmm, yeah. blue balls? Were they balls?
2: They weren't balls, they were mm-hmm. like flakes. Mm-hmm. But they were the same color as the lights on the wall. Ha-ha. They just weren't lights, they were- Flakes. The same color.
0: Yeah, she was littering.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you just made my nose fart.
0: <laughs> she was littering. <laughs> Great, well now, Warble remembers her. Mm -hmm. Was it Warble who was chasing her? Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's I'm pretty sure. Okay, well then, yeah, that's what Warble says to her. I remember now you were, you were the lady who was littering in Escalante Lake.
2: Littering is not the word I would use for it, but the (laughs) word I would use for it is not necessarily pronounceable.
0: I'm pretty sure that is a requirement of words.
2: So you're like leaning on her still and she's kind of like settling down a little bit. So you're sitting (laughs) like you're in the park having a picnic now where she's cross-legged and you're laying across her side mm-hmm. and she
0: she's like playing with my hair maybe
2: maybe her hands are like really dirty but yeah she's playing with her you I mean we just
0: crawled through all the sludge so yeah so
2: she's like kind of playing with your hair kind of smearing black goo all over you mm-hmm. and she doesn't say anything she just starts considering you and looking you over and she starts uh, humming a song mm-hmm. that you don't recognize
0: cool I ask her is that why she's in jail with us is because of the littering finds they add up? (laughs) uh,
2: She, she kind of giggles. (laughs) She gets the joke. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, this is the furthest thing from a prison you could imagine. This is freedom, really. And you're going to help me with all of it.
0: With freedom? You need help with freedom? If you have freedom, what? (laughs) <laughs>
2: I think at this time, too, Maris has kind of come back to her sensors, and she's like, Warble, what the fuck? What are you doing? Like, she, she like, sees this, and she's like, what the what the fuck is wrong with you? we got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and the woman then, like, takes some of the shit on the ground and anoints your forehead with it. She, at this point, you realize that she hasn't been talking. Uh,
0: she didn't say any of that before?
2: No, but you heard it all.
0: Ah, uh, huh.
2: And Mar- but Maris hasn't. Okay. She's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Because you've just been talking.
0: Well, then she double didn't have to pronounce that word if she's not even saying them.
2: So this it's, it's about sense. now that you hear the word and it doesn't sound like a word. You don't hear a word. You feel this idea of something growing up beneath the surface and then erupting. But instead of fully erupting, it bubbles up and then sinks back down and then goes back into the earth and then bubbles up down there and then does the same, and each time growing larger as it comes back and forth. And then you see piles of dead women. Mm
0: -hmm. And I say, got it. (laughs) I I do not know the word for that.
2: (laughs) I can see that you understand the pain of childbirth, how painful it is to bring something into this world and not understand it. And to attempt to control it, but all the while it controls you. Mm. And at this point, she, she doesn't really do much of anything. Maris is crawling towards you guys now. What the fuck, Warble, we gotta go. Like, the fuck Mm -hmm. are you doing? You can hear that Maris is growing more and more concerned for Warble. Mm -hmm. And the cave lights up now not in like a bright way but in a way that you can, can we make... see
0: the exit sign <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: well, that's been shining bright the whole time <laughs> i'm surprised you didn't go for it before you really dropped the ball on that one yeah <sighs> there's enough light now to see that you can see here's another thing there's no word for there are bodies hanging from the walls
0: of where we are right now yeah oh <laughs>
2: and from those bodies they're hung upside down mm-hmm. they're all women
0: Do I recognize any of them?
2: No, they're all pretty far gone. And they're like smeared with this goo. From their crotches are growing these blooms of glowing blue mushroom things. Is it pretty? It is, it rather is, but it looks kind of like this. That's
0: what you drew? (laughs) She looks kind of happy.
2: She's stoked. (laughs) From what you can make of their faces, they're all in a state of ecstasy. That's nice. Wide-eyed and open-mouthed, but Mm -hmm. not in a painful way. None of them look like they're in pain.
0: All right, now that the lights are on, Maris looks for the exit.
2: It's still the same faintly lit cave you saw before.
0: So there's not, like, a door in between any of these these upside-down ladies?
2: No. No, it's just a cave. You see now that from the ceiling of the cave are white tree roots growing down, exposed, kind of dead-looking, and they're peppered with these blue mushrooms as well. Mm -hmm. Some of the roots are bluish, like what killed your horses in the first episode. Mm -hmm. And they're above you.
0: (laughs) Okay. So now I know where I am.
2: Yeah. Do you though? (laughs) (laughs) You're being pretty coy about it. So I don't really think you do know.
0: I am back at 100 Hill. Mm -hmm. I'm just underneath it. You're underneath
2: it. Yeah. Or inside it.
0: Or inside the hill.
2: Mm-hmm. You may also remember that when Warble was electrocuted by this woman the first time, she saw 100 Hill as a pregnant woman. When she was hallucinating, she saw that her and Maris sleeping on top of a pregnant woman's belly with a white tree growing from the navel.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And now you can see above you the roots of that tree peeking through the, the dirt.
3: I
0: see. Mm-hmm.
2: But it's weird that it's soaking wet in here, whereas 100 Hill was dry as a bone.
0: hmm yeah. And the lake was, uh, was it drying up the lake? Yeah, so guess that turned around for them, maybe. Well, we'll, we'll see. Well, well
2: see. Maris isn't starting to intuit that since there's so much growth down here, that maybe this is where the water is going. Oh, okay. And at this point, the woman rubbing Warble's head, I think they've been making, not small talk, but they've been talking each other in circles for a few minutes as Maris has been looking around mm-hmm. and it finalizes with the woman who she never really tells you a name but warble just starts calling her hester it comes out of nowhere really just pops into her head she explained her name but it wasn't in a word
0: it was another one of those not a word words
2: Uh uh-huh and as maris kind of clicks back into the conversation she hears hester say out loud from two places at one time I have willed them into existence, but I have given them no purpose. They have stopped speaking to me. We were once reciprocal, but now they've given me no purpose. I am lost. And she says this, holding Warble's head side to side and, like, leaned in real close. Mm-hmm. But all Maris can think about is how these mushrooms growing from these women's crotches looks a lot like where animals would root at the softest parts of a corpse.
0: uh uh-huh. hmm Cool. I think, uh, I think we're all ready to get out of here now.
2: Cool. <laughs> so... Uh, you blink and you're both sitting on top of horses on top of 100 Hill.
0: Our horses are alive?
2: No. Oh. But they're animated.
0: Oh. Oh. Oh.
2: But there's nothing around you. You can see the wall where Escalante Lake was, but it's bashed in and burned down and crumbled and the town is just kind of smashed to shit. It looks like something huge stepped on it. Like the whole place is just flattened and smoldering and the lake is receded into the distance. You can't even see it. It doesn't even contact the town anymore. There's an orange haze to the air and that same earthy smell. You can't see anything living except for these patches of blue mushrooms. You can see the blue caps of the mushrooms in clusters peppering the area. They don't seem to have a real pattern, but they are in the lower points, in the valleys between the dunes. But everything is even more desert-like than you remember it being. Instead of low scrub, there's just sand.
0: Mm-hmm. Maris checks her pocket and pulls out her goo ball.
2: It's dry now.
0: Does it like crumble?
2: It doesn't crumble, but it's fuzzy.
0: Cool. Uh, She puts her fuzz ball back.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, Warble would be like, what's that?
0: (laughs) Don't know. (laughs) She offers it to her.
2: Then what does Warble do? She takes it. (laughs) And what does she say? Thank you. Maris shrugs. (laughs) And the horses start to walk.
0: Where do they take us? Are we in control of them?
2: You, it feels like you are. You're guiding them, but they're going wherever they want. So it's almost as if through muscle memory, you're going to the same place. Great. And so the horses take you down 100 Hill Mm -hmm. and you remember Horace taking you in on his rickshaw and passing through the gates. Warble had waved to a woman who was working on the wall that was being fortified by multiple workers at the time. Mm Mm-hmm. It was growing, the wall getting larger yeah. and larger. It even, it may have even grown significantly in the day or two you were been there. This was new. This was a new development. This mm-hmm. is something they were working on and working on very quickly.
0: Yeah, but now it's, it's all flattened.
2: Now it's gone. Mm-hmm. The whole city's gone. There's nothing here. What do you remember about the wall that maybe you didn't notice before? So here I want to do a thing where you, we're going to take like a small journey through where we've been so far. And I'm gonna ask you questions about those places. And these aren't things you're trying to remember. They're things Maris and Warble are remembering. Yeah. Things they may have missed before. So I'm not saying there's a right answer. This isn't mm. a memory game. It's a I,
0: I, I follow.
2: Cool. Okay. You're
0: asking me to flush out some stuff.
2: Yeah. So I'll just make a note here that says Flash! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: um. So. The wall is made of flesh. (laughs) Everything is made of flesh! (laughs) Um,
2: So Uh, Warble remembers waving to a woman wielding a blowtorch. Uh, mm -hmm. They were basically all working and sitting on, it was like a swing, where it had like a piece of wood and two pieces of rope run up to the the top of the wall that they could be lowered Mm -hmm. and moved to different working locations on. The walls mostly made of junk. Mm -hmm. But were there any details that you have forgotten? Bones. Bones.
0: More bones than I remember. I noticed junk. You know, they're making it out of whatever. But now I'm like, oh, bones are there too.
2: Human or animal? Unclear. Unclear.
0: Could be horses. Horse bones. Although, if the horses are all coming back to life, then maybe not.
2: Uh, hard to say yeah, really. uh,
0: clearly our horses didn't make it into the, the wall
2: you see bones integrated into the wall in a way you don't you didn't remember before it blended in so well with the junk that it wasn't immediately clear mm-hmm. but now thinking back the organic shapes among all the the weird geometry of metal and garbage it, it gives it a sharpness that you don't remember mm-hmm. before it just seemed like a blunt heavy object but now it it, it seems more aggressive now than it was before Mm-hmm. And Horace is still babbling on to you, taking you into town. It's weird.
0: I thought, okay. Yeah. He's he's just, he's there now or he's there always now. was and like a dream, like a dream.
2: Uh, and he's been babbling on about the town and about shit, but it's all shit you knew already. Cause you have been here before. Yeah. The wall was much smaller mm-hmm. and way more insignificant, but now it's like brutal and large and violent. So you just come across him back at the train yard, bringing things kind of around. And he's just like a dirty, crusty old man, but he has... You realize now, staring at the back of him, that through his, like, ratty shirt, you can see a huge tattoo on his back. What is it? Bunny. Bunny. What kind of bunny? Easter. Like, very blatantly Easter, like a basket full of eggs?
0: I'm imagining it's got a bow tie, for sure. Yeah, basket full of eggs
2: that's true (laughs) it's very sun faded and hard to make out and that's probably why you didn't see it before but it's definitely there Mm -hmm. there's definitely a large bunny on his back
0: great we might not know what Easter is though but we I don't
2: think you do yeah I don't think you know what Easter was you weren't you weren't raised particularly religious or at all Mm -hmm. (laughs) because surviving was way more important than Jesus and that is to your father's credit he did teach you how to survive it annoys you that he's part of the reason you're alive because you feel like your mother's teachings weren't as practical as your father's but he's definitely been a significant presence in keeping you alive all these years Mm -hmm. you pass that pile of dead bodies again it's bluer this time you do notice that that there's a correlation between the blue from the cave and you didn't know it before because you didn't have the cave to reference you only had that root that killed your horses but now you can see that these people's mouths are kind of bluish and there's the blue is like flaking off of them and as it leaves their bodies it turns to like a black color and then kind of dissolves into a fine powder you can tell that this has been happening slowly over time but now it seems sped up and aggressive and uh, is there anything else about them that didn't make sense before
0: their hair and fingernails are also still growing
2: and not in the way like a body typically decays where the skin pulls back it just sort
0: of looks like it yeah
2: in this case it actually is still growing
0: their nails are like
2: very long two two inches long they're all hairy Mm -hmm. the entirety of their body hair is still growing Hmm. like whereas most hair caps out after a certain length theirs has just gone like nuts they're Mm -hmm. they're not like furry their animals. eyebrows are like <laughs> yeah but yeah some of them depending on how long they've been dead it seems like they're still growing i think their teeth have started growing too
0: cool that would be more noticeable yeah mm-hmm.
2: that's what's weird and one or two of them have horns growing out from strange places in their bodies not like from the top of their head like a devil but just out of a midsection or off a shoulder it's like a brownish shit brown color so look around, look around the town, look at where we are. When you'd passed through here before, it was like a junk town, like favela. There were lots of buildings on top of buildings and people kind of just living in these makeshift three-story tall junk shacks. But it had a very, like, old-world European city to it. Small streets mm-hmm. with these tall buildings and people hanging out their windows and doing whatever. There seemed to be, like, a, a life to this place. And as you move through it, it's the opposite now. There's nothing here. There's not sound. There's barely any smell Mm-hmm. There's no, it has no physical sensation. The only thing you really feel is the wind.
0: Okay. What does that mean? No physical sensation.
2: It like, means exactly that. You can't feel it. You can't smell it. You can't hear it.
0: But I can't see it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and you can, like, you can feel your horses underneath you. You can feel things.
0: Yeah, because, like, I, I wouldn't be, I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't be feeling the building unless I'm touching it. I'm not touching any of the buildings. I probably never did. Mm-hmm. Because you don't usually touch buildings. Mm-mm. <laughs>
2: you don't. <laughs> so uh, the horses kind of continue directing you through town. You pass through the market and there's nothing there. The place that Frank's and Pepper's stall was, it's just burned over. There's some There's some bits of the tarp still nailed to pieces of wood that supported it, but it's all crumbled and gone. There's just nothing. Mm. There's just nothing. Their bed frame is still there. That's kind of weird. That's pretty weird, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Their bed frame is still there, but and like the the mattress is burned out, <laughs> so it's just like the springs and the the steel frame. But there's none of the other stuff that was here. It's just the mm-hmm. bed. You move through town some more, and you come to that fountain, that dry fountain outside of Bost's bank.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And Merkin is sitting there in a Hawaiian shirt, kind of slowly raking the sand in there into patterns, just oh, using like, these, a, like a zen, zen garden. garden. Yeah. Uh but he doesn't have a little rake he has. He's just using his three fingers mm-hmm. and he's kind of like leaning back against it doing this while also smoking a cigarette. Tricky. He's a very tricky guy. Like and patting he, your head and yeah, rubbing your toes. He's also doing those two things. It's oh, pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. He doesn't even really look up when you come up. He just gives you like a sidelong glance. I was wondering when you'd get here, what do you want to remember?
0: Maris says, Pug Benny's prison. That's all she asks. She doesn't want to indicate she has any feelings. Mm-hmm. She's, that's what I want to
2: know. hmm And, he, well, he's he's something like, well, you're going to have to tell me more about that. I live here. And he kind of gestures to the area around, which is all still smoldering and burned out, and the sky is bright red.
0: So Maris has to say. Or Warble. Or Warble.
2: You were both there. She mm-hmm. doesn't remember.
0: No, she doesn't remember it, so.
2: The rules don't really matter here. True. The, r- the rules aren't the same here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, um... Maris uh calls bullshit. She says. <laughs> she says, uh, if you're you're my brain, so you know. You know exactly. So go ahead. <laughs> I think that's Maris uh, uh, that's not that's not me trying to pass the buck. That sounds it's like Jill passing no- the buck. <laughs> it's <laughs> I I think I feel like that's Maris doesn't want to talk about her.
2: Yeah, self. well,
0: she's she's terse. Matthew and, is
2: trying to help and, Jill contribute to the story because sometimes he feels like he's talking to himself. <laughs> uh, I don't have any idea what happened in Pug Betty's prison. I haven't written that far ahead, <laughs> so I would also be making it up on the spot. So yeah, it, but... and I don't know. That was just like a story seed to, to add to something <laughs> later. That was planted there so you could kind of fill it in. So it, uh, I kind of was. trying... Trying to, <laughs> is trying to include you but you want me to just do it all by myself so that's cool I can do that it
0: was one of my things
2: yeah, I know I know and and it and you're not wrong to use it but do you want to maybe ask a different question <laughs> maybe we'll cut this part out.
0: I don't know if any of these things I feel like is avoiding the, the question that would be asked. I feel well, like-
2: Well, here's the thing, like those are written <laughs> to take place in the real world where people have motivations and answers. <laughs> 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 We're kind of in a dream space right now and uh-huh. uh, Merkin has answers to questions he's privy to, but not ones that happened <laughs> when he didn't exist or wasn't there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got me. <laughs> You really got me. Okay. You got me. i will work on my uh, I, So I think, gee, I don't know. I don't know what happened to Bug Benny's prison. Yeah. I was well, going to save that. Ne-
0: next, uh, next item on the list of things that Maris would do is uh, she pulls out her knife and threatens him <laughs> <laughs> to, to tell her the answer to her question. But I mean, I guess she is basically pulling a knife on herself. Mm-hmm. Maybe what happens now is Merkin, Merkin. turns into Maris. Now she's threatening Maris to right. tell her right the answer. Yeah, there we yeah. go. I fixed it. <laughs> so Mar-
2: Maris doesn't have the answer, so she's turning the knife on threatening herself.
0: Yeah, but like she just told Merkin that he was her, uh-huh. and now and he's like, and he's like, okay, I don't, okay, I don't you. know. Now I'm now yeah. I'm you. So look at that. Look at that storytelling. <laughs> storytelling.
2: Yeah. So when you do this, you suddenly are like pointing a knife at yourself Mm -hmm. and the other Maris puts her hands on her hips and she's like, fuck you. (laughs) And then off to the side, you see Warbles like, whoa, Merkin is now sitting at a table eating a steak. Mm. And on the table is the lower half of a woman Mm -hmm. from like the navel down. And then at the other end of the table is Bost's head on a plate. He says, you know... He's he's like eating and chewing and like cutting pieces off the steak. And he's like, you know, there's more gristle in these things than you really expect there to be. I kind of thought it'd be a little heartier. Eating rich people is supposed to be like the best, right? That's what all the t-shirts say and shit. And you'd think it'd be like a better quality of meat, whereas mm-hmm. poor people are like scared all the time so you'd think their meat would be bitter and he's like eating like... Just... Mm-hmm. The thing you figure is that poor people would be like not as tasty. The meat would be tougher or more acidic because of all the lactic acid that appears in their muscles due to just like a general sensation of fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. This doesn't taste much different to me. And then also sitting there is Rash Ivy. Her feet are up on the table and dirt is falling off of her boots into his food. Mm -hmm. There's also a giant, not giant, there's a very tall black man sitting there standing behind her like rubbing her shoulders Mm -hmm. and he's wearing a a polo shirt and slacks.
0: I've never seen this man before. You've never Um, seen this man before. Yeah, he doesn't sound like somebody I've seen before. I think Warble's gonna chime in about the eating the rich uh, thing. Well, I think the, that guy who eats the rich, uh, he doesn't look so, so hot to me because uh if you recall from the very beginning uh warble likes uh, fun t-shirts mm-hmm. so she's referencing the gritty meme
2: <laughs> i've not seen the gritty meme oh you
0: don't know no <laughs> gritty the the, the phillies yeah, the, the guy yeah, yeah. The, i mean his like catchphrase is, is eat the, the rich really <laughs>
2: yeah i have to Google
0: <laughs> so, he looks pretty stoked to me well stoked is different than um i don't know <laughs> I <think.
2: laughs> How did they land on something so perfect? (laughs) Is this the t-shirt you're thinking of? Uh,
0: I just know it's a meme, so I I didn't have a particular.
2: (laughs) I'm going to order that right now. Yeah. (laughs) That's so good. I need need that in my life. Here's one of him like crawling out from underground. <laughs> okay. Morgan's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> he's like, my my 20th century pop culture knowledge is pretty on point, but I do not know what you're talking about.
0: Well, since this is a dream, Warble will just uh, unzip her jacket, and she's wearing it. So nice.
2: <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, yeah, okay, I get it. He looks like he knows what he's talking about. He- <laughs>
0: Uh, warble laughs at that this guy does not look like he knows yeah a thing or two, two about anything <laughs> yeah.
2: and the man with rash ivy says yeah looks about right to me mm-hmm. rash ivy like throws her head back and she's like i'm bored this is boring all you had to do was kill the woman
0: us we we might have
2: no you didn't
0: i was there well we didn't but we we may have done it eventually <laughs>
2: <laughs> Morgan's like no you wouldn't have I gave you too many mixed signals. I'm sure you weren't, you wouldn't have been able to figure it out on your own, but your buddy Kai was too, what's the word, chicken shit to just do it himself? He had to drag you two into this? And then the big guy says, sounds kind of fishy to me.
0: True. Kai's not really a leader, I guess.
2: Hardly, I'd say. Hey, wasn't he at uh, Pug Benny's prison too?
0: You don't know that. Or maybe I do know that.
2: The table and everything's still there, but he's over raking his garden now. Mm -hmm. Rash Ivy's leaning over to like pick little bits of food off the plate and just, like, pop in those little meat candies. And the the dude behind her is really, like, went, like, an elbow thing into her back to work out mm-hmm. a knot in her muscles.
0: Uh, cool, cool, cool. So Warble chimes in, I've got a question, who killed the world? And she, uh, she pokes him in the, in the nose and he doesn't answer and she pokes him again.
2: Who does she poke? Merkin? Yeah. He just, like, he fucks up the pattern he's, uh, raking when you do that. He, like, gestures over the table, come on, this isn't, this isn't a question it looks like he's gesturing towards Rash Ivy.
0: So I ask Rash Ivy. I, I put my, my face in front of her face. And I ask, who killed the
2: world? And she does the same thing. And she's like, I don't know. Maybe you.
0: Mm-mm. Don't think so. Now I ask the tall black man.
2: And he's like, yeah, it was you. It was definitely you.
0: Oh, well, I don't remember that. But I don't remember a lot of things.
2: Uh, the big dude takes out a gun and shoots Markin and blows his head off. Hmm. And uh, Rash leans her head back, and she's like, thanks, honey. And then he's like, what are you even doing out here?
0: Having a dream, I think. Mm -hmm. Right?
2: I mean, like, not here, here. Like, here at all. I mean, living. Living. Living in a world that you think is dead?
0: Yes. Isn't that what we're all doing?
2: Seems kind of pessimistic to me.
0: So is the world not dead?
2: I mean, it's kind of in the eye of the beholder, isn't it? And he picks up a a crab off the table and squeezes it. Yep. And it goes, whoop. Bobby. And he Mm -hmm. crushes it. In his hand.
0: Oh, Marble is devastated. Why would you do that to her?
2: <laughs> and then he opens his other hand and there's a crab there already. She snatches it. <laughs> he he he's faster than she is.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> he tosses it back and forth like whoop 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 whoop.
0: And Warble tries to catch him uh-huh. she's, she's, she's not and he just give puts up. his
2: hand on your face and pushes you down into the dirt. Um, and he's like, most things out here are in the eye of the beholder, aren't they? Big Elvis knew. Mm-hmm.
0: Maris goes to comfort Warble and pick her up and she uh, tells tells the big man to to fuck off and uh, they walk away
2: the moment you tell him to fuck off him and rash ivy are like down the street walking away from you great like they're gone didn't like them no
0: that was that was unpleasant
2: mm-hmm. and merkin sits up and he's just like i hate it when he does that but he's like his face is like blown open mm-hmm. and uh when he says this to you he's now sitting behind the desk in Boss's office
3: mm-hmm.
2: and he leans back and puts his hand behind his head and he's like You two just have all the answers, don't you? And you guys are sitting down in the two club chairs that were in front of the desk that you were at when she gave you the job. Uh Uh-huh. And Horrigan Wheat is sitting off to the side, just covered in blood. Mm -hmm. and he's wiping off a machete he's wearing pants and boots but no shirt and you can see the mastectomy mastectomy scars Mm -hmm. uh, where his breasts were he like wipes off the machete and then he picks his nose and he flicks it away and as you're in the office you recognize that the whole place is like overturned and fucked up and there's blood on the walls and everything is just trashed uh i ask
0: where i ask where's bust
2: and horrigan's like we haven't seen her since we cut her head off so, heaven? I don't know.
0: <laughs> Alright, so... She's
2: exactly where she deserves to be.
0: Great. Are you bossed now? Are you the new boss?
2: I may dabble. I've, I've thought to maybe dabble. But there's not much here left that would be worth my time, really. What have you done with my daughter?
0: Um, well, nothing really. It's not our fault.
2: How possibly could it have not have been your fault? We didn't- you took her with you.
0: No, not on purpose.
2: Purpose? How would you miss a 16-year-old girl in a car of that size? She obviously went with you willingly. But what did yeah, you but what did w- you promise her out there that I could not provide her in here? She America's like he's got a point.
0: No, she's she was a stowaway. She was hiding. You know, we had that giant gun and all those weapons. You can miss a tiny little, little teenager.
2: That that. doesn't sound like Bo at all to me.
0: Don't know what to tell you. Uh, Maybe you don't know Bo as well as you think you do. Gotcha. (laughs) Gotcha, Mr. Mom. Mm -hmm. Well, regardless, we're trying to get her back. So, you know, get off. My case.
2: With this, uh, a big man comes in, bald, overweight. Mm. He doesn't look like he just went through a bloodbath, but he's got like a black eye. Mm -hmm. And he comes in and he leans down to Horrigan. He's like, they're here. And Horrigan's like, I know they're here. They're right in front of me. And the man looks... warble waves at him. And he's like, hi, uh, oh, okay. And then he he looks you two over like, I know you. But then he leaves Mm. right back out the door. Horrigan levels the machete at Maris's face. And he's like, bring her back. Bring her back to me.
0: Bedoy. (laughs) Bedoy. I guess um, Warble says that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that sounds more like a Warble. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's like our whole mission. And I guess you brought us here to, like, dream about shit. But we got some real real world... We got some real world... I can't talk. Real world? Real... We have some real world plans. It gotta get done IRL. So put our brains back in our faces please
2: and with that you're you're standing in the desert miles from anything it's still dark the sky's red you hear a storm off in the distance but there's nothing really around except a campfire that you're standing by Mm -hmm. and uh fads is standing there with you Mm -hmm. and he kind of looks around i'm not supposed to be here and he sees you two and he's like what i didn't expect to ever see you two again either what are we doing here
0: Mm, we are and then the scene
2: the scene things kind of like shift goes sideways for a second and then across from you Franks and Pepper are screwing like hardcore mm. and Fads blushes and he's just like oh who <laughs> he turns around real quick and kind of like puts his, he like grabs the tip of his nose mm-hmm. like he's trying to like not look at them but they're they're going at it hardcore and Pepper's wearing that uh, metal bra mm that you, you had one too Mm -hmm. until, until you Billy took it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he did.
2: Yeah, he did. And uh, the two of them look over and see you and they're like, oh, didn't see you there. (laughs) So glad you could make it. Hmm. But that's not their voice coming out of them.
0: Yeah. Whose voice
2: is that? You don't recognize it. It sounds like it could be theirs, but it's, it's wrong. Mm -hmm. (sighs) There's definitely something about their attitude. You can sense a motivation there that you didn't sense before. What is it?
0: Well, it seems like they're fucking with us. Well, like, the, the tone seems seems off. Yeah. yeah. In what way? Um, well, like normally they're they're very into Warble, mm-hmm. and I don't know, they seem a little high and high and mighty mm-hmm. right now. Whereas normally they're mm-hmm. they're like her follower, her admirers. Mm-hmm. So they should be uh,
2: motivation. So as as Warble articulates that in her brain, they're both like on either side of her, like pawing at her. Mm, like, oh Warble, you came back. We're so happy you came back. We thought we thought we'd never see you again. And they're both trying to like feel you up. Franks is trying to like stick his finger in your ass and Pepper is getting up under your shirt.
0: This doesn't seem right either. <laughs> <laughs> it is too aggressive. <laughs> um, Warble Orble closes her eyes and tries to like boop them to a new location. Like, let's get out of this one. Yeah.
2: Uh, but it's not, it's not working. They're still just feeling you up. Hmm. And I think around this time, Franks is a pretty much about to stick his finger in your butt.
0: Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Warble, Warble smacks, smacks them and starts smacking their faces. Uh-huh. This is, this is not sexy. This is
2: right. Yeah. As Warble starts to do this, Mara kind of clicks in, and she grabs him by like his hair, and she like throws him over the campfire. It's kind of like smoldering; like yeah. it's not a raging fire. But he falls over that, and then Pepper shrieks and goes to tend to him. And she looks back to Warble, and she's like, "I thought that's what you wanted."
3: Mm-hmm, no.
2: And then she shrinks down very small until she's gone. Uh, and Frank's Pepper, Pepper does. Yeah, Pepper does. And Frank's is like, what did you What'd you do with her? I'm sorry. I'm sorry."
0: Warble scrunches her eyes and tries to shrink Franks down.
2: (laughs) No, nothing She has no control over this. She has no control over this. You know, Um,
0: it's her brain, I'm assuming. So, you know, she's trying to uh, lucid dream.
2: Frank stands up and he's wearing his clothes again. And he's holding like a badger and it's thrashing and trying to get out of his hands. And with his other hand, he grabs it and he breaks its neck. And then he throws it into the fire and then gets on a motorcycle and drives off into the distance. But there is no distance. It's just all horizon all around you. Mm. It's like a red desert horizon. So he drives into the distance and you see him get smaller and smaller until he disappears.
0: Cool. Good. So now it's just um, Fad's. Is Fad's here?
2: Oh, yeah yeah he's still there but he's uh much much like in life he's kind of taken a step back and is not doesn't have any reaction to anything that's going on and he's just like that was what was that what was that about
0: that was about um our brains making nonsense i think Mm. what do you think Feds?
2: I think those two are trying to tell you something. I think everyone here is trying to tell you something, and you're you're just looking right through it.
0: Probably. But they are doing, they're not being very direct. Or if they are, woof.
2: Well, something my grandmother always told me was, it's not necessarily the answer. It's about asking the right question. Uh, and then he's gone. So, multiple things happened from this point, basically. You had left Escalante Lake you went out into the desert and poked around you went to algarvia's camp where she was murdered and then Mm -hmm. new and Bo were kidnapped that night they were kidnapped um Mm -hmm. you heard a sound you couldn't identify what was it you can hear it now clear as day
0: a dolphin the laughing that's sort of what a dolphin sounds like yeah maybe we get to go to the ocean
2: you've been to the ocean Mm
0: -hmm. sounds better than the desert yeah you'd be surprised (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean kill cities on the
2: water Mm-hmm. Kill uh, City's on the Pacific, so you've, you're familiar with the ocean.
0: Uh, yeah, oceans can be gross, I forgot.
2: Yeah, especially now yeah. that all of the garbage ever is in the, mm. And sometimes it's on fire. Mm. <laughs> so that night when uh, Yaw Billy came through and kidnapped New and Bo, you heard a, a dolphin laughing in the, in the background as he was basically admiring Warble's tits. Mm. And, uh... <laughs> And then, and then, yeah, and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, and making fun of Maris's tits. <laughs> they're the
0: same tits. No, they're different.
2: Same girl, different tits. Mm-hmm. It's weird. When you were at Big Elvis's, he had portraits of women on the wall. He did. Yeah. That what do you remember? Creeped me out. Yeah. They were all like women from the the '60s, almost, with big bouffant hairdos, and they yeah. were all black and white photos with pink lips. Mm-hmm. What do you remember about those?
0: I feel like they were, like, watching us.
2: I mean, like, what do you remember now in this space?
0: Yeah, like, do I remember something new? Um, earrings?
2: Yeah. A few of them had diamond earrings, Mm -hmm. small little gemstones, but they were all the same. When they, when they were there, they were all the same.
0: Mm -hmm. I remember ornate frames. The frames were very big, Mm -hmm. probably too big for, for what the... Mm
2: -hmm. They were, they were ornately carved, but they were black lacquer. So black, almost like the frame wasn't there. You could see an ornately carved shape around the photos, but it almost seems like negative space.
0: What, what do you mean? So it wasn't there? I just remember. I remember the shape, you mean? I remember a shape that wasn't there.
2: Basically, it was so black that it looked like it was a hole. Okay. There, there was a frame there, but, but the it, black was so black that it looked like it a looked hole. it
0: looked like I could put my hand through it. Yeah.
2: Gotcha. But just the frame. The photos yeah, were the still frame, where the photos were where they were supposed to be. But the frame was like this empty space almost.
0: Got it. Like a Bugs Bunny yeah. tunnel, mm-hmm. that that and color paint <laughs> that color from paint. from Acme. Right, Acme, Acme, Acme black.
2: You're you're back on the couch at La Quint. Okay, but no one else is there.
0: Great, all those people were crazy. <laughs> it was rad.
2: It was fucking awesome. Stressful. <laughs> yeah, I think there's no one else there but you do see that in this space you don't realize it at first because they're not making any noise but Quint is strung up by his hands he's tied up high enough that only his toes are kind of touching the ground he's been stripped nude and uh, Billy is there beating into his kidneys and he's asking him questions but they're not making any sound like he's hitting him, and you don't hear anything and you can see their mouths moving but you can't hear anything mm-hmm. but uh, you do catch one or two words out of the exchange
0: yeah we can kind of we're trying to read their mouths, and me. Yeah. get what is it? Um, mother. Yes. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I should probably say them, but I thought like. Uh huh.
2: So you you catch the word mother, and then um, one more. <laughs> it's it, whatever it is. It's heavy, and it makes you both kind of like draw your breath.
0: Yeah, I was I was, I was trying to think of words to mouth, and then I was I was thinking about how uh, if you mouth vacuum, people think it's a, fuck you. Oh, so, yeah. but then I was like, I, al- I don't want it.
2: olive juice.
0: What is all? Al- like I, lo- I love you. Yeah. Olive juice. <laughs> yeah. um, would
2: be a good. When I was at summer camp one year, there was a kid who was deaf from meningitis, oh. and like he was a very angry kid. He looked mm-hmm. a lot like your brother, actually. Yeah. Um, but he was a very angry kid, and people would fuck with him. Mm. Not not that much. He also would do this thing where he would wake up in the middle of the night and like sit up and like yell. Who?
0: <laughs> was he in your, your? Yeah, he was in my bunk. bunk? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So they tried olive juice. Somebody tried to do that to him once, and he was just like, "You love juice." <laughs> I mean, he said it like a deaf kid, but yeah. I'm not going to do that because yeah. I'm not an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: yeah, that's funny. Yeah. They were trying to fuck with him and it didn't, didn't really work. work. No, yeah. No. Um, <laughs> um so as yeah. you're
2: as you're catching this last word, Vespa is there. She was the doctor who had the horses, and she is now stitching up like Billy's still beating the shit out of Quint, but now she's stitching up like a giant cut in Billy's back. From the back of his neck all the way down to his ass is this giant open slice that she's stitching closed.
0: Mm-hmm. Thought of it the th- a good second word. Yeah. Escape. Uh what was it? V- Vespa is stitching. Up the horse. No, she's That's- stitching up uh,
2: a giant gash in Ya back. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's stitching up a horse. I like that more. Actually, <laughs> Yeah. Maybe. I mean, she's also st- like maybe. at the same time, she's stitching up.
0: Double handed. She's doing, doing them both. I
2: think there's, it's one of those deals where there's like two of her, mm. but you can only see one at a time. Okay. Like they're both in the exact same space, but also apart and doing two different things. And as you're watching this uh, marble, uh, Maris uh, lights up a cigarette. Marble. Marble.
0: That's their, uh,
2: their couple's name. Their couple name. Yeah. I was, uh, well, I was thinking of Marlboro for a cigarette. Hmm. But yeah, marble. Maybe they both light up cigarettes hmm. at the same time. But it's the same cigarette. <laughs> Or they're passing a single cigarette back and forth. Just like, what is happening?
0: They're passing the same cigarette back and forth and they take a drag of it at the same time. At the same
2: time? Yeah. As you're about to pass it again, Goal is there and she, she takes it. Like, she's in line to pass the cigarette, mm-hmm. but you're all still smoking the same cigarette. Mm-hmm. She's looking at Yawbilly and Quint. Well, this is fucking pathetic. It takes a drag. And then she flicks the cigarette away. She's like, I'm sick of this shit. We got to get the Primrose. If I'm without amnity for one more fucking yeah. second, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. <gasps>
0: Uh, yeah, agreed. This is taking too long. Um, why don't you go back to reality and wake us up? Done. And <laughs> she
2: takes another drag of the cigarette she just flicked away mm-hmm. and then flicks it again. So as that happens, uh, Billy like stops what he's doing and he turns and points at the both of you and just starts laughing like a big hearty like, <laughs> just pointing and laughing and doing nothing. And then he like mimics a jerking off motion and mm-hmm. he just, he's just pointing and laughing at you. And at that, you War- start- does it too. <laughs> yeah. And you start to hear this welling sound. Like, at first, you think it's crickets, like, it sounds natural, but then it starts to all blend together, and you realize it's the sound of motorcycles, hundreds of motorcycles. Mm-hmm. All together, building and building and building until it's the loudest thing you've ever heard. And suddenly you're back there standing at the train yard, each holding a smoking gun mm-hmm. and smoking a cigarette, this time two different cigarettes. And Kai comes up to you and he's like, Jesus, fuck, that was fucking awesome. Like, he's like, I didn't even get a shot off. Mm-hmm. And uh oh, great. Yeah.
0: So now we're, we're, we are back in reality. Yeah, well. But this is, we had, we had just killed all those dudes.
2: Yeah. So they're all dead and Gilly. Well, it wasn't a hundred. No.
0: That just sounded like that as we were waking up. You heard a
2: hundred motorcycles, maybe more, while you were waking up. And basically what was happening is as, as Yabile was kind of fading away, the desert was just filling with motorcycles all coming at you from the east. You only know this because the sun was uh, rising behind it. And the last thing you saw was a dog walking in a circle looking for a place to lie down. And Mm -hmm. as it was about to lie down, that's when Kai was talking to you. Mm Great. And he's just like, fuck, you two are, you two are a fucking miracle when you put you put your mind to it. And Horace is sitting on the ground, picking lice out of his hair while Gol is helping Gilly back to her feet. There's like a giant like smoking hole in her gut, but it was absorbed by the, the body armor. So she's not injured. Right. She's just uh like coughing because she just got the shit kicked out of her, mm-hmm. basically. And he's like, well, that was a fucking waste of time, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: Sure, sure was.
2: <laughs> and Gol's just like, we need to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. If we're gonna get, we gotta get Amity and get the fuck out of here. This is fucking horse shit. I put up with your bullshit long enough. Let's get fucking moving.
0: Great. Do we still have the car? Or are we.
2: Yeah, you took one of the uh, gross ghosts' cars. So you've got two cars. And uh, Gull, she's helping uh, Gilly up, but mm-hmm. basically gets frustrated like halfway through doing it. And she comes up and she puts a finger in Maris's face and she's like, I didn't fucking care when she was letting them take other girls and i didn't fucking care when she kicked al out of the camp but with those motherfuckers are taking anity off to do whatever the fuck that is they do we're gonna go fucking find her and then we're gonna go back to escalante lake and i'm gonna cut that fucking bitch's head off
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of this wicked way comes written and performed by jill sherman and matthew sahaki tim Bronner plays your one true love dj cash file our theme song was written by garrett devoe and francesca caruso apocalypse world was designed and created by vincent Gay baker this wicked way comes is distributed by kfai.org community radio 90.3 minneapolis 106.7 st paul episodes are released at kfai.org please review on itunes stream on spotify stitcher google play or wherever podcasts are sold soiled and salacious make us drunk with the power of your praise or mad with the solemnity of your disdain on twitter at this Wicked way contact us at this if you're being abused or suspect someone is being abused Please call the toll-free National Sexual Assault Hotline, 1-800-656-HOPE, or visit the online hotline at rainwithtwoends.org.
1: You heard it here first, all my Twicker trash pandas of Radioland. You might not be special, but you are definitely unique and worthy of love just the same. You are the only you that will ever exist, so make the best of it. Hold on to the pain. Let's shit on a shingle for this slippery slope into seduction. Mystic Sedition by Ghost Twin. Support them at ghosttwin.com. CV out!